This is AENN, American Exceptionalism News Network. Take off the tinfoil hat and put on the Kevlar. It's time for battle with Paul Preston and the Agenda 21 Show. Well, hello and welcome to Agenda 21 Radio. This is the radio show that is stopping totalitarianism, one exceptional American at a time. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, are you that exceptional American? I suspect you are. That's why you're listening to this radio show. You like to be called and known as an exceptional American. Well, get used to it, because <laughs> you are. <laughs> as We are exceptional Americans. I don't care if who you are in our levels of society that we have in, you know, in America. When you go to another country, what is it? Does it sober you up? <laughs> you kind of get bee slapped, if you know what I mean. Unless you're just so egoed out, doesn't matter to you. Mind over matter, you know. You don't mind, they don't matter type attitude. Um, but um, being an exceptional American is a is a, is an honor. Absolutely, it is. And we should wear it proudly as Americans, to the chagrin of those who dis have disdain for Americans. And there are those that do, you know, such as the, the Chicoms, the communists that hate us so much. Yeah, just a little bit of a thing, right, going on there. Okay, anyway, just thought, I, why am I sharing this? i, I got to get a better attitude for today. What we're hearing, though, um, 
but this is being verified now that we talked about this at the end of the last hour that the bar hearing is delayed. Nadler was in a car accident. And now my person, my sor- my good source here, says I should demand proof of a car wreck. <laughs> Could this be a false flag? Now, I say that because, you know, Nadler is going to have to square up. Imagine this, Nadler versus Barr. Uh, who wins that one? Well, um, I think who wins it is, of course, um, Bill Barr. <laughs> we we listened to Newt Gingrich in the last hour. Our Newt Gingrich, that's right. He's We call him our Newt Gingrich because he was on the radio show with us. Anyway, he kind of just lampooned uh, the whole Democratic Party for all the things that were going on. And uh, I don't blame them, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm lampooning them also. That's the other. That's the other wonderful, beautiful thing that goes on in this uh, world now, doesn't it? Um, it's interesting. I'm getting all kinds of um, emails here that are just all of a sudden flushing in. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I'm curious if Fed protection will. Im- We'll implement water cannon trucks to disperse riots and suppress fire set. That's from Chris. I don't know, but something's going to happen out there, Chris. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, just uh, just graveling on, groveling on to uh, a couple of things that are out here. That I, you know, I'm doing some homework as I'm talking to you, so that's never a good thing to do that, right? But I just thought I'd share it with you. Um, so Nadler. In a car accident. Now, I haven't... Uh, I'm going to go back to Fox News. They weren't reporting it. But... Um, that this whole thing's... Been, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Bar on hold. Nadler in car accident on way to hearing testimony delayed. I need to see pictures, and I need to see Nadler being uh, put in an ambulance. or so. I mean, how dramatic can this be, right? Or is it a staged event? Because you might want to put this off. And just, ah, we don't want to hear from... We don't want to hear from him, right? Guaranteed that Attorney General Barr will go to the Senate if you don't want to hear it in the House. It says, um, the accident, which involved Adler's car and another vehicle, took place while the Congress was on the way of the hearings, Adler's spokesman said. Pictures, pictures, let's see. Um, I'm waiting there, you know, for the news clip to come up here. We've got to listen to the, look at the clip of the commercial that's running. It says, Bill Barr is swinging okay. That's uh, okay. I don't see other pictures. There are, there's got to be pictures, because everybody no pictures, no pictures. Clue? Well, no, there's a picture of a guy with his mouth open. Ah, it's a commercial for a dentist. He's got his mouth wide open. He's got food in the back by use uvula, uvula. What's it called? The little thing that hangs in the back of your throat, uvula, something like that. I used to teach anatomy physiology. I've forgotten that one. <laughs> You never forget their body. You just don't. Anyway, um, so I don't know. This is what we know about this. This is all we know. Nadler was not driving at the time the spokesman said. While he is not hurt, the accident will delay the start of the planned hearing that Nadler is set to preside over. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, it's not. It's delayed. It's delayed, says, is expected. It was originally uh, set to uh, go at... uh, um, at 10, but is expected to be delayed by about 45 minutes. Minutes. Okay, so 
right now it's uh what time is it it's it's 10 12 10 12 so maybe at 10 45 uh we'll queue it up so we can hear it right because we're talking about east coast time here so those of you on the pacific coast it's eight it's it's uh, i'm sorry seven twelve right now <laughs> it gets three hour time different right seven twelve that's a that's a fact um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll jump all over. I want to see what's going to happen. Now I want to kind of give you the heads up on this whole Bill Barr thing because, and again, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to spill the beans. I, I expect this is going to be brutal to these people. I really, I really believe this. I, I've been kind of briefed on some of this and you know, I've been told to shut up. <laughs> okay. Shut up! Don't say. Don't don't share anything. Okay, I I I, I, I do that. So the um, in turning in a highly anticipated hearing with uh, Bill Barr. Okay, now there is a transcript that's already out there, and I'm going to read for from that to you some of the information that's uh, involved here on the transcript because it's supposed to be scathing, scathing. He's coming up. He's gonna. He's going to punch back hard, right? So those of you that are wondering where the Nadler hearing is or the Bill Barr Nadler hearing is, um, it's postponed until about another 30 minutes. So this is what it says. This is by Fox News. Transcript shows A.G. Barr taking aggressive posture in First House Judiciary, House Judiciary Committee. They have wanted to drag this guy out for months now. <laughs> Ever since he, because they think he's just the lackey for the president, right? And of course, that's not the reality check. That's that's not the reality check. It says, in his first ever appearance before the House Judiciary Committee on Tuesday, Attorney General Bill Barr, by the way, coffee is going to be um, the big thing in a second. Um breaking Rachel Rachel Maddow show what no okay this is what is this let me get this sound this is the Rachel Maddow show Maddow show this is uh Nadler when was this we'll get it here we go we have begun the process to issue that subpoena we have other remedies too uh to try to force the attorney general we we can uh, uh we can eliminate his his his, uh, his, his office budget um, there are a number of things we can do, which we will do. The House Judiciary Chairman right there, Jerry Nadler, confirming overnight he will subpoena Attorney General William Barr for testimony early next month after the abrupt removal over the weekend of Jeffrey Berman, the top prosecutor for the Southern District of New York, Tom Dupree. Ah, okay. Well, that, that was, uh, that's uh, Ed Henry, by the way. Hmm. Can't talk about that. Hands off. So in his first ever appearance before the House Judiciary Committee on Tuesday today, Attorney General Bill Barr will condemn the grave abuses in the bogus Russiagate scandal, while also highlighting black-on-black violence in defending law enforcement officers in no uncertain terms, according to the transcript of his prepared remarks. Well, let's click on the button for that one, and we're going to find out what some of his... Oh, it's a great one. So this transcript will put up definitely on the, on the website. So stay with us. More to come here on Agenda 21 Radio. Remember to visit our website, a21r.com. We'll be right back. We are sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston. 
protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my my pillows and get another one absolutely free. Call 800-266-4715. That's 800-266-4715. We'll use the promo code AGENDA. 800-266-4715. Promo code AGENDA. to you by Aram Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Aram Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now, shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Aram Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that possible. On. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. One five promo code AGENDA. There are enough laws on the books by Congress that are very clear in terms of how we have to enforce uh, our immigration system. <laughs> He's undoing the U.N. one community at a time. It's Paul Preston. And we're back here on Agenda 21 Radio for your listening pleasure, of course. So I'm going to, um, didn't take me long to discover that he's going after them. <laughs> Just a paragraph or two in. So I was uh, perusing the transcript for today. This is one that's released. No, it's six pages, it says. 
Download now. I just did. I'm downloading. World's largest digital this, that, and the other. Right? So this this is, um, I think, very important <laughs> what Mr. Um, Barr is doing. And by, by the way, as part of all this stuff, I want to say that it's kind of interesting um, what we have here. Let me read the document to you. This is how it starts. Nice and polite. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just, I love the, I love technology. I just have to tell you, we just have such a wonderful system of computers and everything. And everybody's spying on everybody. I mean, it's equal spying opportunity for everybody. China, the United States, and even you, <laughs> spying on your friends. Okay, anyway, written statement of William P. Barr, Attorney General. I have no idea what the P stands for. Peter, Paul, I don't know. Committee on the Judiciary, U.S. House of Representatives, July 28th, 2020. Trump 20. See, I get that song in my head from the, the girl band thing, you know. <laughs> Remember that? I know. We're, okay, there's a couple of things going on here. We we talked Bolero yesterday. You know, we got to talk, you know, we could be talking Trump 2020 a little bit later. Says Chairman Nadler, Ranking Member Jordan, members of the committee, I am pleased to be here this morning. I accept an invitation to testify before the committee in late March, but it was postponed as a result of the pandemic that continues to pose challenges to all of us. I know some other hearings this week have been postponed to honor your late colleague, Congressman John Lewis of Georgia. On behalf of the Department of Justice, I want to pay my respects to Congressman Lewis and indomitable champion of civil rights and the rule of law. I think it is especially important to remember today that he pursued his cause passionately and was successfully with an unwavering commitment to nonviolence. Now yesterday it was a put to uh, Nadler by the guy, remember I said Nadler, he, he was last, he got in a car accident today, which I find very ironic. But he was out standing on the side of the road, it looks like. <laughs> just just a long avenue, grass on the left, on a fence, out, you know, really the little guy, little tubby guy. I mean, that's you have to describe him as a little tubby guy with glasses and a suit. And he's kind of big belly, you know, kind of sticking out. And um, he kind of waddles when he's walking. He's disabled, obviously. And uh, I, I think people need to keep that in mind when they take a look at him first blush when you see him like what's that but he's disabled i really believe that he's uh, physically disabled um and some people say he's mentally no no i think he's sharp as attack actually so none of that's uh none of that's an issue but it's, he's strange looking character is what he is just on the visual so he's out there standing in the middle of the street on the left hand i mean <laughs> anyway so a guy just walks up to him and starts ta- talking to him about all the violence, and he denies that there's any violence at all. That's just all made-up media. Like, what? And the guy keeps on talking to him and says, well, you know, there is all this video from Portland, and it shows all the riot. Oh, that's all made up. And that's what he says. <laughs> so anyway, and they caught this on video, and he gets in a car and drives off, right? Now, what is he doing, standing? I, I'm really, i got to question this. He's just like randomly, it's, it looks like he's, to get there, 
he's obviously had to walk a long distance, which walking is not what he can do. I want to be clear about it. See, this is why I... What's going on here? So, and then today he gets an auto accident. And the pleading that's made already in the first paragraph by Bill Barr. See, that's the tell. Nadler's denying there's violence by all these people. And he's, now this is, this is, this is the setup to the second paragraph. I think it is especially important to remember today that he, meaning John Lewis, pursued his cause passionately and successfully with an unwavering commitment to, quote, nonviolence. Okay, we're setting the stage here for Bill Barr. We are in a time when the political discourse in Washington often reflects the politically divided nation in which we live and too often drives that divide even deeper. Political rhetoric is inherent in our democratic system and politics is to be expected by politicians, especially in an election year. While that may be appropriate here on Capitol Hill or on cable news, it is not acceptable at the Department of Justice. At the Department of Justice, decisions must be made with no regard to political pressure, pressure from either end of Pennsylvania Avenue or from the media or from mobs. <laughs> or from mobs. This is in the next paragraph. Ever since, you got to love that last word of that paragraph, right? <laughs> Or mobs. Ever since, see, the mob word I think was used yesterday by this guy who was talking. See, you know, just the nuances of this. Ever since I made it clear that I was going to do everything I could to get to the bottom of the grave abuses involved in the bogus Russiagate scandal, many of the Democrats on this committee have attempted to discredit me by conjuring up a narrative that I am simply the president's factum who disposes of criminal cases according to his instructions. Judging from the letter inviting me to this hearing, that appears to be your agenda today. So let me turn to that first. As I said in my confirmation hearing, the Attorney General is a unique obligation. He holds in trust the fair and impartial administration of justice. He must ensure there is one standard of justice that applies to everyone equally and that the criminal cases are handled even handedly based on the law and the facts and without regard to political and personal considerations i can tell you that i have handled criminal matters that have come to me for dis- for decision in this way the president has not attempted to interfere in these decisions on the contrary he has told me from the start that he expects me to exercise my independent judgment to make whatever call i think is right That is precisely what I have done. From my experience, the president has played a role properly and traditionally played by the presidents. Like his predecessors, President Trump and his National Security Council have appropriately weighed in on law enforcement decisions that directly implicate national security or foreign policy because those decisions necessarily involve considerations that transcend typical prosecutorial factors. That makes a lot of sense. Moreover, when some noteworthy event occurs that potentially has legal ramifications, such as leaks of classified information, potential civil rights abuses by police, or illegal price fixing or gouging, the president has occasionally and appropriately confirmed 
that the department is aware of this matter. But the handling of the matter and my decision on criminal matters have been left to my independent judgment based on the law and fact, without any direction or interference from the White House or anyone outside the department. Indeed, it is precisely because I feel complete freedom to do what I think is right that induced me to serve once again as Attorney General. As you know, I served as Attorney General under President George H.W. Bush. After that, I spent many years in the corporate world. I was almost 70 years old, slipping happily into retirement as I enjoyed my grandchildren. I had nothing to prove and no desire to return to government. I had no relationship prior to President Trump. But as an aside, I became deeply troubled by what I perceive as an increasingly use of the criminal justice process as a political weapon. We'll be back. Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose and here's my best offer ever you can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free call 800-266-4715 that's 800-266-4715 and use the promo code agenda 800-266-4715 promo code agenda for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Agenda 21 Radio is brought to you by Aram Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Aram Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now, shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Aram Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that possible. On. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. 
take off the tinfoil hat and put on the Kevlar. It's time for battle with Paul Preston and the Agenda 21 Show. Okay, we're back, and uh, wonderful to be back, actually. <laughs> uh, pot three. Mm. Un, deux, trois. I know you can hear the slurp. Just want to let you know how good it really is. Don't you love coffee? And those of you who don't love coffee, don't you love coffee, too? <laughs> You must love people who drink coffee. That's Somehow there's a love for coffee, even if you don't drink coffee, within you. There's, there's the coffee gene. When you when you smell good coffee perking off, <sighs> there you go. So Bill Barr, blasting everybody, comes out both barrels at the same time. And I'm telling you, this guy's got one of those big uh, drum drum magazines for a shotgun. <laughs> Okay, he's just blowing everybody away here in the first few paragraphs that we've read. We're we're on page. Have we made it to page two yet? Yeah, we're we're, I'm, we're deep into page two. This is um, this is. I mean, he's he's got some big things going on. I'm going to start the read here, where he talks about it as an outsider coming in because he was retiring. He was happily slipping into retirement as he enjoyed his grandchildren. I had nothing to prove. Blah blah blah. But as this is what he goes on to say, but as an outsider, this is looking in, you know, he came in with Trump. I became deeply troubled by what I perceived as the increasing use of criminal justice process as a political weapon and the emergence of two separate standards of justice. The department had been drawn into political maelstrom. It was being buffeted on all sides. When I asked to consider returning, I did so because I revere the department and believed my independence would allow me to help steer her back to her core mission of applying one standard of justice for everyone and enforcing the law even handily without partisan considerations. Boy, you know, people in California would enjoy stuff like that if they got rid of the current government, right? Like, get rid of Javier, but everybody's doing their own thing. And Gavin Newsom writing his own laws. I mean, come on, a dictator. Since returning to the department, I have done I have done precisely that. My decisions on criminal matters before the department have been my own. And they have been made because I believe they were right under the law and principles of justice. Let me turn briefly to several pressing issues of the day. The horrible killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis understandably jarred the whole country and forced us to reflect on long-standing issues in our nation. Those issues obviously relate to the relationship between law enforcement and the African-American community. Given our history, it is understandable that among black Americans, there is at least some ambivalence and often distrust towards the police. Until just last, until just the last 50 years or so, our lives and institutions were explicitly discriminatory. Mm. Well, you know, the, the, the UC system in California, absolutely. Uh, he's got some point there. Now, it, explicitly discriminatory. 
Uh, I think he's relating that to policing, but I'd say in some cases, obviously, you know, um, obviously the university system in California is definitely, and, and again, it was interesting how they became discriminatory. There's a process of uh, discrimination by race that went on, in my opinion. I, I was working with kids getting into college and university, so I saw this firsthand. And then you finally realize that they were discriminating against American citizens regardless of their race. It was not until the 60s that the civil rights movement finally succeeded in tearing down the Jim Crow edifice. Our laws finally came to uh, formally embody the the guarantee of equal protection. Since then, the work of securing civil rights has rightly focused on reforming our institutions to ensure they better conform to our laws and aspirations. That work is important to acknowledge. Hmm. That work, it is important to acknowledge, has been increasingly successful. Police forces today are far more diverse than ever before. They are both more black. There are more black police chiefs and more black officers in the ranks. Although the death of George Floyd, an, un, an unarmed black man, in the hands of the police was a shocking event, the fact that such events are fortunately quite rare. Well, they're not going to like this, but it's true. According to statistics compiled by the Washington Post, <laughs> the the liberal rag. The number of unarmed black men killed by police so far this year is eight. The, is eight. The number of unarmed white men killed by police over the same period of time is 11. Some unarmed suspects, moreover, were physically attacking officers or threatening others at the time they were shot. And the overall number of police shootings has been decreasing. Has been decreasing. Nevertheless, every instance of excessive force is unacceptable and must and must be addressed as it is now in Minneapolis. Apart from their numbers, I think these events strike a deep chord in the black community because they are perceived as manifestations of the deeper, lingering concern that it encounters with police, and blacks will not be treated even handily. They will not be given the benefit of the doubt. They will be treated with greater suspicion than a white person would be in the same circumstances. Senator Tim Scott has recounted the numerous times he has been unjustifiably pulled over by Capitol Police. As one prominent black professional in Washington said to me, African Americans feel treated as suspects first and citizens second. And I think these concerns are legitimate. At the same time, I think it would be an oversimplification to treat the problem as rooted in some deep-seated racism generally infecting our police departments. That's This is the so-called institutional racism, right? You know, this is he's, he's now attacking um, critical race theory, the Obama business. It seems far more likely that the problem stems from a complex mix of factors which can be addressed with focused attention over time. It says, we in law enforcement must be conscious of the concerns and ensure that we do not have two different systems of justice. In a pluralistic society like ours, composed of many races and ethnicities, we all must strive not to reduce each other to the stereotypes or to allow those stereotypes to govern our treatment of our fellow citizens. Rather, we have a basic and overriding obligation to treat each other as individuals, created equal and entitled to the benefits of the doubt rather than the assumptions based on skin color. Well said. That's a great line. A 
recommitment to that principle, particularly by those entrusted with the weighty responsibilities of law enforcement, would be a worthy response to George Floyd's death. It would ensure that good comes out of bad. The Justice Department will honor that commitment. Among other steps, we are implementing the president's executive order, which outlines a number of measures to propel continued professionalism of the police, including setting clear standards for appropriate use of force. Unfortunately, some have chosen to respond to George Floyd's death in a far less productive way. By demonizing the police, promoting slogans like ACAB, all cops are bastards, and making grossly irresponsible proposals to defund the police. Don't you like this guy? <laughs> He's just going after him now. This is, this is the part I like. The suspense is building. The demonization of the police is not only unfair and inconsistent with the principles that all people should be treated as individuals, but gravely injurious, injurious to inner city communities. There is no harder job in America than being a police officer. And when officers respond to an emergency, whether a catastrophe like 9-11 or an everyday crime, they do not set out to protect white people or black people. They risk and sometimes give their lives to protect and serve all people. And all people owe them thanks. When a community turns on and pillories its own police, officers naturally become more risk-averse and crime rates soar. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the pillaring effect from this letter Bill Barr. Wow. He's going to testify in a few minutes, I think. And I think we'll be able to get some of that testimony. If I can figure out what time. Uh, yeah, three minutes. We'll be back. Stay with us. Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing. Nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Call 800-266-4715. That's 800-266-4715. And use the promo code AGENDA. 800-266-4715. Promo code AGENDA. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Agenda 21 Radio is brought to you by Aram Solar. 
Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Rom Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now. Shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Rom Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that pops on. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. We're also a nation of laws. That's part of our tradition. We're sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston with Agenda 21. Square. This was back in early June at the beginning We're, of these uh, protests. I'm pulling up the um, the live feed for Fox News, and I guess they're um, waiting. 10:45, It did not get canceled today, unlike a lot of other hearings uh, here on Capitol Hill, because of John Lewis lying in state. That emphasizes why this is so important for Democrats to forge ahead with this hearing here today, Trace. If you get more on timing, Chad, we'll get back to you. Chad Perger, live for us on Capitol Hill. Thank you. Et cetera. All right, Trace, thank you. That's a live look on Capitol Hill. We will see what the future holds for this highly anticipated House Judiciary hearing. Former independent counsel Ken Starr joins us now. Uh, Ken, I'll bring you in as we, we get back to the letter by uh, the fate uh, of, this, of this hearing because we just don't know if it'll begin moments from now or get delayed in, entirely. But Ken, uh, as far as the Attorney General is concerned, you've read his opening statement by now. And he is really expected to come out swinging to a likely grilling from Democratic lawmakers who have been waiting for this moment. Bill Barr is a fighter. Uh, he's a great uh, lawyer. He's uh, an honest lawyer. Uh, and uh, he's going to push back. And we see at the very opening, Sandra, he wants to establish right away, I am my own person. There's no telephone wired from the White House telling me what to do. That's a very important predicate for him to establish before he goes on to these very uh, controversial issues, including Michael Flynn and Portland and the, and the rest. The independence of the Attorney General and the independence of the Justice Department from White House influence. As far as how he begins this opening statement, as you know by now... Uh, he- well, they um, they're dropped the feed there. So anyway, this is... This is um, this is what we're looking at. We'll keep you abreast on this to find out um, when he's going to show up or what's happening. There, it's not going to go at, at 45 after. It's already passed out. So 11 o'clock maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what they, somebody's, uh, no, that's just Bill Barr and another thing. So we're, we're going to find out um, what's going to happen here. I don't think there's, I don't think this hour, I don't think it's going to happen. 
But we can do the right thing, go back to that uh, wonderful, exquisite letter that was uh, written by Bill Barr to everybody on the planet. And um, it's amazing, you know, a guy of his stature and caliber, what he can, um, what he can pull off. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, he's he's absolutely a fantastic speaker, and I think everybody understands that. But and he's retiring. You know, the guy was retiring. Says, "Hey, can you come back and do this?" I just, you know, to do that with a department like that with so many people is just absolutely amazing that one can actually do such things. Um, that's interesting. That in itself is very, very interesting. So I'm trying to get back to my Fox News feed here on this because it seems like computers are slowing down. I don't know if it's an attack on me. I just, I feel all personalized by the attack that's going on, right? Um, we sometimes have these little glitches that go on in the computer world. As you've, If you've been following my show, of course, you know that to be absolutely true. Let me get back to the transcript here momentarily as we um, push on through the decision-making. There is not going to be, uh, I don't think, in this hour anyway, uh, the Bill Barr testimony. This uh, so-called letter that he's written out there um, is not going to be read this hour. I suspect next hour. So, Because what happened was Jerry Nadler was in an automobile accident, and uh, he just... Um, said, hey, look it, can't do it, right? I can't do it. Right now, anyway. I don't know if he's hurt. He doesn't seem to be hurt. He's a little guy. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a really little guy. I think he's probably four feet, five inches tall. Yeah, another guy, who was the tax guy that was always that way? <laughs> always that way, he's that short. <laughs> I'll think of this guy's name in a second. He he uh, was always holding everybody accountable for their taxes and taxation and things like that. And he was a very short guy. I met him. Oh, I didn't meet him. I actually saw him at uh, in um, CPAC 2016. It was interesting. Okay, so this is um, this is the rest of his article, and this is what he's gone. This is really kind of an interesting thing. It says. Um, it is uh, for that reason that I that in select cities where there have been uh, we have seen an upsurge in violent crime, we are stepping up and bolstering the activities of our joint anti-crime task forces, which have been successful in the past. In those cities, we are adding experienced investigators, firearms and ballistics analysts, experts in apprehending violent fugitives. We are also offering funding to support more police who can be assigned in those anti-crime task forces. To be clear, this initiative has nothing to do with the problem of violent mob rioting that I will be discussing in a, in a moment. It is instead designed to help state and local law enforcement to meet their basic responsibilities to solve crimes and to keep their communities safe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Says finally, I want to address the diff the break the different breakdown in the rule of law that we have witnessed over the past two months. In the wake of the F George Floyd death, violent rioter rioters and anarchists have hijacked legitimate protests to wreak senseless havoc and destruction on innocent victims. 
on innocent victims. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Robert Reich, but thank you. One of my listeners. Was it Robert Reich? No, I'll think of it in a second. The current situation in Portland is a telling example. Every night for the past two months, a mob of hundreds of rioters have laid siege on federal courthouse and other nearby property. The rioters arrive equipped for a fight, armed with powerful slingshots, tasers, sledgehammers, saws, knives, rifles, and explosive devices. Inside the courthouse are relatively a small number of federal law enforcement personnel charged with the defensive mission to protect the courthouse, home to the Article Three federal judges, from being overrun and destroyed. What unfolds nightly around the courthouse cannot reasonably be called a protest. It is, by any objective measure, an assault on the government of the United States. In recent nights, rioters have barricaded in, front, in, in the front door of the courthouse, pried plywood off the windows with crowbars, and then thrown commercial-grade fireworks into the building in an apparent attempt to burn it down with federal personnel inside. The rioters have started fires outside the building and then systematically attacked federal law enforcement officers who attempted to put them out. For example, by pelting the officers with rocks and frozen bottle, uh, water bottles, cans of food, b- uh, balloons filled with fecal matter. Can you imagine that? A balloon with fecal matter. In recent video, a recent video showed a mob enthusiastically beating a U.S. Deputy Marshal, who is trying to protect the courthouse, a property of the United States government funded by the, this Congress from further destruction. A number of federal officers have been in, injured, including one severely burned by a mortar-style firework, and three who have suffered serious eye injuries and may be permanently blind. Largely absent from these scenes of destruction, and even superficial, uh, and are e, even superficial attempts by the rioters to connect their victims to George Floyd's death or any legitimate call for reform, nor could such brazen acts of lawlessness plausibly be justified by a concern that police officers in Minnesota elsewhere defied the law. Remarkably, the response from many of the media and local elected officials to this organized assault has been to blame the federal government, the state, what should be obvious, to state what should be obvious, peaceful protesters do not throw explosives into federal courthouses, tear down plywood with crowbars, or launch fecal matter at federal officers. Such acts are, in fact, federal crimes under statutes enacted by this Congress. In elected, as elected officials of the federal government, every member of this committee, regardless of your political views, or your feelings about the Trump administration should condemn violence against federal officers and destruction of federal property. So should state and local leaders who have a responsibility to keep their community safe. To tacitly condone destruction and anarchy is to abandon the basic rule of law principles that should unite us even in politically divisive times. At the very least, we should all be able to agree that there is no place in this country for armed mobs that seek to establish autonomous zones 
beyond government control or tear down statues and monuments with law-abiding communities chose to erect hmm. or to destroy the property and livelihood of innocent business owners. The most basic responsibility of government is to ensure the rule of law so that people can live their lives safely and without fear. The Justice Department will continue working to meet that solemn responsibility. I want to read you something here one more time because I prof- I, I'm putting this out there that people in California are being threatened and they live in fear by a dictator right now because there's absolute lawlessness in California. Absolute. When you have a dictator, there's absolute lawlessness. We've been putting up, today is a, the 14th grievance about absolute lawlessness in chapter 2. We've already written 95 before that. And every one of those talks about absolute lawlessness in California. 95 grievances read over 96 weeks, and now we got 14 more as of today. Where's the help for California? Where's the help for all of us out here that live in fear every single day by a tyrant? That's the question. And that's a question we need to ask President Trump. It's lawlessness out here. People are living in fear. Businesses are leaving. Yet we get no help. We have to help ourselves. We have to help ourselves, people. And New California is that help. We have to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and say this is no more going to happen to us in New California. We have to be the ones to take the initiative. We have to be the ones to get out there and get after it. Do the things constitutionally that will end the lawlessness. Put demands on people like the president to help us out and be responsible. He swore an oath, and so did you in New California if you're in a leadership position. We intend to hold up our end. We want the federal government to help us out. Stay strong, ladies and gentlemen. We are exceptional Americans. We're sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston with Agenda 21. You're listening to Paul Preston's Agenda 21 Radio. Stay tuned for more of Paul Preston's Agenda 21 Radio. This is AENN, American Exceptionalism News Network.